0: Hi, everyone. This is NBC 10 Boston's Countdown to Decision 2022, where we break down the biggest political news leading up to Election Day. We're 26 days out. I'm your host, Mary Marcos. We've already talked about the two candidates facing off in the Massachusetts governor's race, but in this special episode we have more in-depth analysis on the issues impacting your vote before Maura Healy and Jeff Deal square off in the first debate Wednesday night. Here's our special coverage from NECN's new election show.
1: Decision
2: 2022 and the race for Massachusetts governor. Our campaign is going to be one about freedom. It's pretty simple. Economic freedom.
3: It is about Growing opportunities in the state, spurring jobs, economic development.
2: Two candidates, one spot Democrat Maura Healy and Republican Jeff Deal fighting to lead the Bay State. Tonight, we hear from both camps and from you. Decision 2022 election coverage starts right now.
0: Hello, and thank you for being with us tonight on NECN for the Decision 2022 special. I'm Priscilla Casper. We have a busy night tonight. We are now just 28 days from the November 8th midterm election. We know there is a lot to unpack ahead of this election. So every Tuesday going forward from now until the midterm election, we're going to be bringing you in-depth analysis on the candidates and the issues that matter to you at home. Now, tonight, we want to take you in. Depth on the Massachusetts governor's race. It features the two candidates with starkly different views here. Democrat Moore Healey versus Republican Jeff Deal. The two will be going head to head tomorrow night for their very first live debate at 7 p.m. right here on NBC10 Boston. The debate will be an opportunity for Deal to try and sway voters. The most recent Suffolk University poll shows Healy with a significant advantage over the Republican. The poll was conducted with 500 voters between September 10th and the 13th. It shows Healy with a 26-point lead. Now, running with Healy, Salem Mayor Kim Driscoll. Driscoll became the city's first female mayor back in 2006. She's credited with reforming pensions and public health insurance programs in Salem, along with revitalizing the city's downtown. Well, on the GOP side, running with Deal is Leah Cole Allen, formerly Allen represented the 12th Essex District in the Massachusetts House of Representatives. She took office in May of 2013 and left office on September 28, 2015, so she could focus on her nursing career. So, what are the issues that are important to voters who want to bring in uh, NECN political analyst Sue O'Connell? Now, Sue, you had a busy day today. You were speaking (laughs) with so many people.
1: What issues do they care about? Well, I went out to the streets. I went to Copley Square in Boston, and I asked some folks what the issues are that they care about the most. So here's what they had to say.
4: NBTA. That's it. Please. Please fix it. (laughs) And that would solve
3: all, all your problems and all the issues? Not all of them, but um, that's a huge, huge issue, I think, for a lot of people, especially people that don't have vehicles, don't have the fiscal means to have alternative transportation. It's really a big
4: problem. Transportation, both around Boston and the whole state, definitely. I feel like we should get the housing back together, you know, set up programs to get people, you know, in housing, because, you know, it's a lot going on. Like, there's way more people out on the streets, and it's kind of hard seeing it, especially, you know, people young. So one person said taxes, Mm -hmm. um, but overall
1: it was housing. Transportation, including infrastructure, the bridges and mm-hmm. roads across the,
0: uh, the, across the state. So pretty much a lot of agreement there. And so. I don't think there's really been a surprise. I mean, we cover this every day, the issues with I, the MBTA, um, the housing pricing increasing. So um, not really a shock.
1: Yeah, so we'll have to see what these candidates have to say about it. So we're going to go more in-depth tonight now with the two candidates' platforms. In her campaign, Democrat more Healy, she's promised to expand housing, improve transportation, bring down the cost of living— and protect abortion rights, while Republican Jeff Deal has positioned himself as a candidate against government overreach on things like abortion and vaccine mandates. So we're going to hear from both campaigns to dive in deeper into these issues. They accepted our invitation first, so we're going to go to start and speak with Mayor Kim Driscoll, who is Part of the team, running mate for Lieutenant Governor, uh, and, and with uh, Maura Healy. And welcome. I know you've got a busy time there because you're in Salem and you've got a lot going on with something called Halloween. I've heard about it. Let's start with this, Mayor Driscoll. What are the three issues that Healy is committed to addressing if she's elected as the next governor of
5: our Bay State? Yeah, thanks for having me on. You know, there couldn't be a more uh, stark contrast between the candidates. You know, the three issues, there are so many issues that we know we're going to need to work on, but certainly areas where I think there are great divides, you know, abortion rights, abortion rights, more will stand up to protect access to abortion rights. We'll be working to address those affordability challenges, particularly around housing, the high cost of housing and childcare, and then supporting those targeted tax relief, uh, those, those items uh, that were proposed by Governor Baker to attack the affordability challenge. So many working families in Massachusetts, young adults, older adults, are really struggling with the high cost of living here.
1: So why do you think Moore Healey is the right candidate to lead Massachusetts?
5: Look, there's a lot at stake and there's a real difference in experience between the two candidates. Uh, You think about Moore's experience as a strong AG, standing up to take on challenges facing everyday people, uh, whether that meant taking on Big Pharma, the Purdue and Sackler families for their role in the opiate crisis, or Exxon and Mobil for their role in hiding the truth around the climate crisis. The bottom line is um, Maura Healey knows how to get stuff done, cares deeply about the people who live in Massachusetts. She's been a great AG and will be an even better governor.
1: And final question, recent polls show Healey lead in this race. What are her main priorities in the coming weeks to sustain that lead as we get closer to election day? Look, we're not
5: taking anything for granted. We've got 28 days till elections. We are working hard, talking to voters every day, both listening campaigning, making sure people are aware of the the contrast. Jeff Deal is opposed to abortion. He's supported Trump, he's been endorsed by Trump, and he wants to bring that divisive brand of politics to Massachusetts. We wanna make sure people know what's at stake. We don't wanna go backwards on abortion, on affordability, on support for cities and towns, for public schools, for housing that meets the needs of working people. Those are the issues that we're talking about. Those are what are on the minds of voters and looking forward to working hard and and really running through the tape hard here.
1: Thank you, Kim Driscoll, for joining us tonight. We appreciate your time. We just
5: happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
1: We just heard from Healy's side. Now we're going to turn to the deal campaign. And joining us now is the campaign manager for the deal campaign, Amanda Orlando. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know you're busy running the campaign, but we're going to ask you the same questions uh, with the same amount of time allocated. First, what are the top three issues that Jeff Deal is committed to addressing if elected as governor?
3: Well, thank you for having me on and for this opportunity. So it's very simple. We are the administration that is going to protect people's individual freedoms. And Jeff has been extremely clear that on day one, the first thing he will do is he will hire back every state worker whose job was lost because they refused to submit to a vaccine mandate. And on day two, he'll let go of anyone in the, in the administration or in the government that thought that was a good idea. Individual freedom has been a hallmark of our campaign our lieutenant governor uh, candidate, Leah Allen, is a registered nurse who lost her job at a hospital in Massachusetts because she refused to take the vaccine when she was pregnant and then nursing her son. And um, on the trail, we hear every day how much people in this state feel that the government has overreached, that they have taken too much away from people's lives, that they don't allow us enough opportunity to just live our life without government intrusion. So that's the first thing he is going to focus on. The second thing, of course, is the state is simply too expensive. We are losing population. We lost 50,000 people from Massachusetts in the last calendar year, and we can't sustain that. This needs to be a place where people want to live and stay and not have to leave, but it's simply too expensive. The taxes are too high. The regulations are too intense on small businesses. So Jeff will change that. He will work to roll back taxes wherever possible. He's proposed several tax cuts already. Uh, he'll take the Baker proposals and go further to give people more relief. Um, he has been a champion for tax cuts throughout his career when he was on Beacon Hill, and he has successfully defeated tax increases in the past. And so as governor, that would be a hallmark of his administration.
1: Why do you think think Jeff Deal is is the right candidate to lead the state?
3: He has a wonderful blend of private sector and public sector experience. He was a state representative for eight years. He was on the Ways and Means Committee, which meant he dealt with every facet of the budget. Um, But he also comes from the private sector. He um, has been in manufacturing and worked in the private sector for most of his career. He didn't run for office until he was 40 years old. So he um, together with his wife, they run a small business. They actually were—they are affected every day by what happens in Massachusetts to small businesses. They know it. They can understand it. And then, therefore, when he governs, he ha- he does it with that knowledge that a lot of other politicians don't have, and certainly not our opponent, Moore Healy.
1: And as we get to the election day, what are your priorities on the campaign to reach voters before November 8th?
3: So back right after the uh, GOP primary, Emerson College released a poll showing us actually leading amongst independents, which is the—we all know in Massachusetts, the largest voting block. So that has been our focus. We're talking to those people and about the priorities that they care about. You'll, I noticed that when you interviewed folks out on the street, they weren't talking about what Mayor Driscoll was just talking about. She led with the issue of abortion. None of them mentioned it. The people here in Massachusetts, they're focused on pocketbook issues. They're focused on the high price of fuel. They're worried about how to heat their homes this winter, the increase in electrical costs, the increase in food costs, how to get to work. That's what people are worried about. And that's what Jeff Deal and Leah Allen are talking about, our opponents, unfortunately, are the opposite. They are interested in raising taxes and regulations on people. They're focused on making it harder. All right, Amanda, to Orlando.
1: we appreciate you joining us, Amanda Orlando, with the Deal Campaign. So much work you have to do, so get back out there and we'll see you tomorrow, I'm sure, at the Thank debate. We so appreciate much. you being with us. Priscilla, back to you. All right,
0: thank you, Sue. You just heard from both the campaigns there again. Be sure to tune in to our sister station, NBC10 Boston, at 7 tomorrow night. Attorney General Maura Healey and former State Representative Jeff Deal will face off in a live one-hour debate. It is the very first debate for the governor's race here in Massachusetts, and it will be moderated by our very own LaToya Edwards. And we're going to take a quick break, but your Decision 2022 coverage continues just ahead. Stay with us
1: no
6: your personal information gets exposed so often you might as well be hanging in a museum Everyday activities like online shopping, banking, and even data breaches may expose your information and make it dangerously easy to have your identity stolen. No wonder there's a new victim every three seconds. Someone stole my information and tried to buy a car in my name. Felt really devastating because I had no control. But protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. LifeLock monitors threats to your identity, and if an issue is detected, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix
4: it. If something happens, you have somebody fighting for you. All backed
6: by LifeLock's million-dollar protection package, including reimbursement for stolen funds.
4: Everybody needs to have LifeLock.
6: Identity theft protection starts here. Call the number on your screen or visit lifelock.com get 25 and use promo code get 25 to save 25% on your first year of identity theft protection. Enroll now.
2: Attention Marines and family members who spent time at Camp Lejeune.
7: If you spent time on base at Camp Lejeune prior to 1988 and developed any of these cancers or suffered any of these injuries, you may be eligible for significant financial compensation. Call Camp Lejeune victims to discuss your case now. Leaking underground tanks
2: contaminated the drinking water with benzene and other highly carcinogenic chemicals up to 280 times acceptable levels in some instances.
7: There have been numerous reported cases of exposed personnel developing cancer and other serious health conditions. It is critical to take action and call Camp Lejeune victims now if you
2: or someone you know spent time at camp lejeune before 1988 and you developed any of these cancers or injuries call to determine your eligibility for financial compensation now if you don't win you pay nothing call 800-426-1752 that's 800-426-1752 when it comes to weather forecasts you've told us one thing matters for us to get it right and only one boston weather team is certified most accurate Who keeps track? It's called Weather Rate. Analysts who compare all forecasts to what actually happened. We got it right more than anyone. Storms, temperatures, wind, and snow. Every forecast, every day, analyzed for the last three years. Matt, Pete, Pamela, Tanya, and Tevin. NBC10 Boston First Alert Weather. Certified Most Accurate.
0: And back now on NECN and your Decision 2022 coverage tonight, we are going in-depth on the Massachusetts race for governor. Earlier, we showed you how Healy is leading in the polls. Now, let's talk more about the forecast. Since June uh, 538 forecast put Healy's chances of winning the seat at 97 percent with Deal at 3 percent, it has ticked up for Healy the past few months. She now sits at a 99 percent chance. And when it comes to fundraising, Healy has also outpaced Deal, although he had one of his best fundraising months yet in September. According to the Office of Campaign Finance, Deal brought in $191,000. Meanwhile, Healy brought in $470,000. Now, overall, Healy has raised more than four million dollars since the first of this year. Deal has brought in just under a million with less than a month to go until the midterm. It'll be interesting to see where they focus their money on. But no matter who comes out on top in the race for Massachusetts governor, we know they are definitely inheriting a state with urban issues definitely top of mind to help dive deeper into this issue. We want to bring in Democratic political strategist Jaquette Van Zandt. Hello. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us tonight. We want to get right into it. Um, Housing and rent prices in Massachusetts continue to rise. It's putting a strain on low-income families. What actions need to be taken by the next governor to help housing become more affordable? I really believe that the state has to start working with the individual
4: cities, especially the gateway cities. There's such a disconnect between the city council and state government. That's really where the rubber meets the road. I think that first they have to build a relationship with the city council and the mayors of those cities to talk about real housing issues. Why aren't we having more people stay in the city? Uh, Specifically, if you're talking about the city of Boston, people are being out (laughs) sort of like they can't afford it. Um, They can't afford to live, work, and and play here in, in the city that they've chosen um, where they want to build their career, So
0: a lot of that is going to be building those relationships between the state and the city. And one of the other important issues, top of mind, infrastructure, the MBTA, uh, no doubt has gone through a series of problems. What do either of these candidates need to do to make sure Massachusetts has safe and accessible transportation? This is such a divisive uh, topic
4: because, you know, speaking as, as a homeowner in Roxbury, I live— just blocks from Nubian Square where it is a hub and you can get to anywhere in the city from there. However, I opt to drive my car into the city and into other places because it's just unreliable. I think what we need to look at are our options. Do we privatize or do we keep it the way it is? And if we keep it the way it is, that means we're going to have to talk about upping wages for uh, T-, T employees, building out um, sustainable uh, a sustainable railway. We're going to have to talk about upkeep. All of those conversations kind of go over people's heads once once they're in office. These are real conversations that we're going to have to have. And and many people
0: are leaning towards privatization, and that can be scary. Mm -hmm. I I mean, you raised some really good points. Uh, Thank you, Democratic political strategist Jacette Van Zandt, for your time tonight and for your insight. Okay, Thank you. All right. We wanted to highlight important deadlines you need to know as Election Day nears. The deadline to register to vote in Massachusetts is Saturday, October 29th. Now, to vote by mail, the application has to be in by Tuesday. It's November 1st. Early voting is from October 22nd until Friday, November 4th on Election Day. Polls are open from 7 in the morning till 8 p.m. And still ahead on our election special, we are previewing tomorrow night's first live governor's debate. Next, Sue is back with us to help break it all down.
2: Important health announcement regarding Camp Lejeune.
7: If you or someone you know spent time at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina prior to 1988 and developed any of these cancers or suffered any of these injuries, you may be eligible for significant financial compensation. Call Camp Lejeune victims to discuss your case now.
2: Leaking underground tanks contaminated the drinking water with benzene and other highly carcinogenic chemicals, up to 280 times acceptable levels in some instances.
7: There have been numerous reported cases of exposed personnel developing cancer and other serious health conditions. It is critical to take action and call Camp Lejeune victims now. If you or someone you know
2: spent time at Camp Lejeune before 1988 and you developed any of these cancers or injuries, call to determine your eligibility for financial compensation now. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-350-4909. That's 800-350-4909. Your house is haunted. You and your honey bun are in the family room eating kettle corn, watching Dancing with the Stars. Out of the corner of your eye, by the closed window, the curtains begin to move on the own. The house is haunted. Or it could be you need to call us Right Window. We see fluttering curtains all the time. Over time, the gap between your sashes gets wider and you got a case of sash gap.
4: Call Right Window right
2: now. Better Window, professionally installed for the right price. Right Window. We're starting to make
7: progress, bringing manufacturing jobs back home from overseas, strengthening our supply chains by taking on China. It's why I've worked with Republicans to pass a new law bringing microchip production back to America. That will lower the prices of cars and all kinds of electronics. This makes our economy more competitive and helps us make more things in America. I'm Maggie Hassan and I approve this message because made in America is the way it should be.
4: Watch me, watch me measure, mix and stir. I'll be the next great baker, this I'm sure.
1: One high stove, couldn't spoil my plan. They dried my tears, then fixed my hand. Cookies and brownies, I got all the treats. Just show me the kitchen, I'll make it sweet. Watch me,
4: the place to turn for any burn. Shriners Children's Boston, the most amazing care anywhere.
0: welcome back. Back from this break, we're looking at the former governors of Massachusetts. Despite its liberal reputation, residents in the Bay State have a long habit of electing Republican governors. You can see Deval Patrick, who served two terms, is the only Democrat to hold the corner office on Beacon Hill since Michael Dukakis left it in 1991. But recent polls show voters are favoring a Democrat. Sue, what do you think is behind this projection?
1: Well, you know, I think obviously the political terrain has changed dramatically um, in terms of Republicans who have been in office. We used to joke a long time ago that if you were a Republican in Massachusetts and Texas, you'd be a liberal Democrat. Right. So Mm -hmm. from Bill Weld uh, to Jane Swift to Paul Cellucci and to uh, Charlie Baker, Uh, certainly their ideals of Republicanism is a a callback to how it was in the 70s and 80s to some regard, but it doesn't really necessarily match what the national beat of being a Republican is today. Mm -hmm. Also, as you know, Priscilla, we've talked about this, we have a large number of unenrolled voters in Massachusetts. It's actually the um, majority of voters say, well, I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican, I'm unenrolled. That doesn't mean they're independent. Mm -hmm. They may be Democrats and they may be Republicans, but they want the opportunity to choose their own candidate. And as you know, in a general election, you can choose any of them. So I think what we're seeing now is just an opportunity to... SEE THE CANDIDATES, mm-hmm. BECAUSE MOST PEOPLE AREN'T PAYING ATTENTION. YOU'RE WATCHING NOW AND YOU'RE LIKE, OH, GOSH, THE election's COMING UP. YOU'VE BEEN ON VACATION. YOU'RE GETTING THE KIDS BACK TO SCHOOL. Catch UP. YOU DON'T I'm CARE. Here. NOW YOU CARE AND YOU'RE PAYING ATTENTION. SO I THINK IT'S JUST GETTING TO KNOW THE VOTERS, mm-hmm. uh, GETTING TO KNOW THE CANDIDATES. AND AGAIN, um, CHARLIE BAKER HAS NOT ENDORSED JEFF DEAL. HE HASN'T ENDORSED MORE um, uh, HEALY EITHER. But, you know, we've got these fresh candidates filling in this empty seat. So that's why we hold elections to see what happens. All right.
0: I know tomorrow (laughs) night is going to be really interesting. too. Thank you, Sue. And we want to take a look at this on a national scale, right? According to projections from... 538, several governorships could change hands this November, dramatically changing the outlook for policymaking in some states. The most likely to flip to Democrats is here in Massachusetts and Maryland. You can also see Arizona may flip Democrat as well, but that's a tight race right now. On the side, Republicans have a decent chance of picking up Kansas and Nevada. Now, Sue, um, I know we, we talked—well, you talked to some people and some of the most common problems they want to see addressed—infrastructure, uh, the MBTA, and also the housing crisis. What were some of the other issues that people brought up?
1: Well, they, they have concerns about um, all the things that we cover in the news every day, a variety of issues. So we're going to go out and see what some of them had to say.
4: Taxes. More of them? Less of them? Less taxes especially inheritance tax. I teach in the Boston public schools system, and I'd love to see school building infrastructure as a top priority, so that the schools built almost 100 years ago could be suited for 21st century learning. You know, I just think to try as hard as they can to do a good job,
1: honestly to do a good job just go to work every day that's what she wants from the governors
0: yeah okay but but taxes yep. your little education but also with the mix of infrastructure yep.
1: yep you know i mean people they understand here in massachusetts and i'm sure in other places how much what the governor does and our state lawmakers impact your everyday life. So they are certainly want a governor who's going to look at the budget and look at the priorities and then enact those things, regardless mm-hmm. of which side of the aisle they're
0: on. So I know we're going to be asking a lot of questions tomorrow on that. Now, this is going to be the first time we're going to be seeing these two candidates debate. And what is so unique about this debate?
1: Well, the great thing about this debate is that the questions came from you, right? We've asked viewers over the period, once the debate, was confirmed to bring the questions and all the questions that we're going to be asking are what you wanted to know. So we're excited to have viewer participation shape the questions we ask the
0: candidates in the debate tomorrow now in particular what are you looking forward to tomorrow
1: well i'm i'm looking at the theater of it all right <laughs> i mean here we are what would i do this is what i always yeah. say what would i do if i mm-hmm. was the candidate okay so i'm more healy i'm way ahead mm-hmm. right so do i just be very disciplined and not break out just try and stay in my lane hold my lead um she doesn't really need to talk any new voters in to join her. So does she just stick to, stick to her knitting as my grandmother would say? And Jeff Deal, I mean Jeff Deal has two choices here if I were Jeff Deal. He can either go wild, go for it. Or he can try to appeal to the unenrolled voters Mm -hmm. that maybe he can get to join his Republican voters to get him closer. Remember, he just needs one more vote than Maura Healey to win. So I'm excited about what's going to happen, the energy that both candidates are going to bring.
0: Yeah, and they're going to be right here tomorrow. All right. Thank you, Sue. And again, be sure to tune in to our sister station, NBC10 Boston, at 7 tomorrow night. Attorney General Maura Healey and former state representative Jeff Deal will face off in a live one-hour debate. It's the very first debate of the governor's race here in Massachusetts, so we're very excited. It's going to be moderated by our very own LaToya Edwards. And then we're going to have um, some post-debate analysis by you, Corey Smith, Allison King. I mean, we've got a whole crew working on this. Yeah, we've got
1: some experts that are going to come into our green room, so we're going to have fun with that. I don't want to announce I've got a special surprise guest. who's are going to love uh, seeing what he has to say about the debate And we're going to break it down and just talk a little bit about how the candidates did and how their answers are and what the next steps are going to be.
0: I know. And and really, this is the first debate, getting these two in a room uh, and talking. So lots to cover tomorrow for a full hour.
1: Right. And you can watch it almost anywhere. So wherever you are, we've got an app for that.
0: Yeah. All right. So again, we're going to bring in a lot of experts tomorrow. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. right on NBC10 Boston.